this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you don't know what Anchor is and you're thinking about starting a podcast, you should probably find out what Anchor is because Anchor is a free way to host your podcasts. It also gives you creation tools like the ability to record yourself, record with other people, edit as well, and do it from your phone or your computer. You don't need to go buy fancy tools to start. You can start with Anchor. And you can hit the nice distribute button, and it's going to send it out to all the places you want it to be, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and more. In addition to that, you can make money from your podcast with no basic listenership. In other words, if you only have 10 people because you're just starting, you can still monetize that. It's really hard to find a better place to start. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get started on the crazy podcast journey. You're on a roll. You're, is that four for four today? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep this going for 30 days straight at least. It feels it feels weird and good at the same time, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm I'm getting more honest, uh, um, and it's not even honest in, in any real way. Like I feel like I, I'm always trying to speak the truth on the blog, but I feel like my true voice is coming out more because I'm I'm trying less and less to manufacture it. I think that that's um, the power of doing it every day is it breaks down the pretenses because you can have those pretenses set up, you know, like the, we all get into like this fake voice. Um, But then like after two or three, maybe even after a week, you're like, you're just like too tired and that voice doesn't come out at all. (laughs) And you're like, I'm lucky I got anything out today. So that's about as honest as it gets. Absolutely. And and it's funny you say that because the post that I put up today is literally that voice. That's when things get really interesting because you start running out of ideas too. <laughs> well, it, what's funny is I the the thing that I have I posted today. Um, I feel like there's just ten subjects specifically in that already, um, and and I I could literally sit here and write for the next ten hours um, about the perils of aging and what it does to you, you know, not just the bad stuff, but the good stuff as well. Um, but today I just, you know, it's one of those days I woke up this morning and my body was sore and, and old and creaky. Um, you know, in the afternoon I felt kind of tired because the sun was out and I was trying to like survive my way through that. And then obviously in the evening, like I've never, I've never been cold in my life. I know that sounds crazy, but you know, I've never been susceptible to cold the way most people are. Um, you know, I used to practice, um, on the on the ice hockey rink, for example, in shorts and a t-shirt, my teammates used to think I was crazy. So for the first time in my life, like I'm I'm cold, <laughs> and I, I don't I don't really I'm not used to that feeling. That's true. When I think about it, I've never seen you wear a heavy jacket ever. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't do it, man. I just don't do it. You know, you know, I, I think 
unintentionally we've the, the, the last like three minutes worth of conversation are like perfect for this episode. So have we started, Chad? No, oh, yeah, we started. <laughs> okay. I figured as much. I'm getting a lot of like weird interference though. So hopefully that's yeah, not gonna yeah, come I'm across. Not, yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not I've never really been a code guy, you know, like I, I like my mobility. I know that sounds super weird, but it's a you know, it's 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 a preference of mine to have um, as much movement in my limbs as possible. And I've always felt, you know, like wearing heavy jackets and things like that have, have hindered that. But um, I, I am now layering up. I've got you know, a sweatshirt, a, a long sleeve t-shirt, a regular t-shirt on. I have sweatpants and socks on. I used to never wear socks around the house. Like I used to walk, I walked around barefoot um, essentially up until I was like 35. Um, <laughs> you know, I never wore socks or slippers or any crazy thing like that. But now, every day, man, my feet get cold. I, I, I put on some these little muckluck looking booties. You know, walk around. I have always been the same thing with. Well, actually, I take that back. Apparently, according to my mother, who I was talking to about this the other day, when I was a kid, I never wanted to take off my jacket, my coat, and my socks, um, my shoes, and my socks. I mean, um. But then I started walking around barefoot and my whole life I've always wanted to be barefoot. And right now, it's not even that cold. Right now I'm wearing thick socks and slippers. Nice. <laughs> we're old men now, I guess. That's yeah, what happens. We're old men. Uh, it, it's, it's, you know, it, and it's weird how, oh man, this is such a great... It, it, this literally rolls exactly into what I wanted to talk about for this episode, um, which is how differently we see the things we hold so dear um, with age, you know? Oh yeah. And not even, not even the, 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 the obvious stuff, things like books we've read or anything like that. Um, and even more recent things like Inception, for example, I, I have a very different feeling towards that movie now than I did when I first saw it. How so? Um, I understand the plight of feeling old and feeling lost mm-hmm. in the oldness. You know what I mean? And I and I never really quite understood that before. I I didn't understand the 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 dreariness of meandering through a life so familiar that it seems to repeat itself every day. You know, um, even though I'm not a parent and neither are you, when I watch movies, I, I find myself watching parents in movies more often. Like I was watching Home Alone recently. And I found myself thinking a lot about uh, the mother in that movie, Catherine O'Hara. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh man, what that? Mo-? And I realized I'm like, I wasn't sympathizing with uh, with Kevin anymore. I was actually thinking about her. I'm like, that sucks. You're like all the way across the country. Your kid is home alone, and it was it, a completely different movie experience for me. Yeah, it's really weird. Also, to think of uh, oh, it's. It's it's weird you say that. I just recently watched Die Hard again because that's the go-to Christmas movie for me. <laughs> and and it's really weird to think that, um, you know, like even in the later Die Hard movies, Bruce Willis's character, um, you know, you, you try to think of what his motivations are. Um, like I, I think the one that I'm thinking of specifically, specifically is Live Free or Die Hard, which by the way, a lot of people hated, but I actually really, really liked. Um, I, I really liked Timothy Oliphant as an actor and I thought he was a great villain. And I also like Maggie Q as a, a badass action star. So, you know, she's also extremely beautiful. So it kind of helps and she kicks ass because she actually knows Kung Fu. Um, but I, I keep thinking to myself, what are the motivations for Bruce Willis's character in, in a lot of these movies, right? So the first couple of, the first Die Hard is obvious, you know, he just wrong place, wrong time. And that's kind of the running theme through all of these movies. But in Live Free or Die Hard is a different situation. You know, he, his kid is involved and I now completely understand 
that I, I see the movie through a different lens. You know, I see the movie through the lens of, of, of a parent trying to save their child and not a guy trying to save his country out of some weird misplaced sense of patriotism. And it becomes a much more specific experience. Like the emotions become more, more raw to me because it's, this guy will literally do anything to save his daughter. I think that's why they say that. Um, I think it's, it's a misunderstood thing when people say, as people get older, they become more conservative. And I think that for a long time, especially me, I interpreted that in a political sense. But in reality, it's a it's a outlook on the world. Um, you know, you, you start associating in a more conservative way, in the sense that, um, you know, like oh, these these socks are nice. You know, these these are nice socks. And yeah, the socks <laughs> I'm wearing right now, somebody gave me, and the, they have Santa Claus's face on them. And I would have been too cool to wear these when I was younger. But you know, I'm home alone. <laughs> I'm recording a podcast. My feet are cold. These socks are awesome. And that's, you know, <laughs> it's like a more, more conservative outlook where you're just like, oh, you're appreciative of smaller things because you've seen so much already. And I think that that's part of what that means. And it's also the idea that when you're younger, you know, everything is new and you're, you're conquering something all the time. When you're older, you, you've, you've failed and, and succeeded all, probably all you're going to do in the majority of the bulk of your life. Now you're trying to reap the benefits of your successes and your failures. So you're 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 settled in into a worldview that's probably not going to change much. You know, old people aren't real. Older people aren't really changing political parties or changing, you know, their taste in movies. They just sure. they've already figured out that like, this is what works for me. And I think that's a quote unquote conservative perspective. You know, the interesting byproduct of that for me too is just a stronger sense of appreciation for things. Um, and so I know that sounds really corny. I mean, all it, it, we for, as, as, as kids and as rebels and as writers and as the, the dickheads we are as we're growing up, like we have this, this, this automatic um, reaction to the establishment, right? Like we, we all, like, especially guys like you and I, like we always want to buck the establishment, like read some Hunter S. Thompson or some Bukowski and be these rebels and, you know, find that hidden um, Sonic Youth track on a, an LP that you could only buy in like Spain in 1995. I know that's weirdly specific, but that's actually there. Um, <laughs> the, but the, 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 the weird thing is all of these corny, stupid things like, you know, um, these, these songs about friendship and kindness and care and, and the friendships that I have now and the relationships that I cultivate through those friendships are actually things I, I value in, a, in what I consider to be a much older way than I ever have. And that's a very recent thing in my life. Yeah, there's this, I think, in some way, which is funny, because this is some of the stuff that kind of comes up in the novel, but maybe now that like we're talking about it and in the time I've been doing this, I realize I'm like, oh, I could go deeper on this stuff. But there's the idea that life, um, it, most people, it beats the snottiness out of most of us. And that's not, that's not necessarily a negative thing. In most cases, that's a good thing. You know, when you're young, you want the fire because the fire is what uh, it drives you to try things that other people haven't tried. That's how we break new ground. That's how the world evolves and changes and society changes and grows. That's why, you know, racism goes out of favor because of young people. You know, old people aren't changing their minds on those things. That's just like we said. But as you get older, life slowly beats those things out of you with like those, those same successes and failures that we were talking about. 
And that changes your whole worldview on everything because as it's beating those things out of you, it's sometimes it's beating it out of you with, like you said, soreness, back pain that you never had before, uh, <laughs> bumps in places that they don't belong. Um, and it, as you get older and those things happen more and more, you move closer and closer to a reality of being dead. And <laughs> you learn to appreciate the things that are less flashy because you know that they don't sustain. So you're looking for something sustainable. I'm moving towards death. Uh, people bring me comfort. People are valuable. Oh, I'm learning that now. You know, like that's, I think that's what happens. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to imagine that. Like, I mean, that's mortality is such an interesting thing. Um, and, and I, I will, I will be honest about that now. Like I, I've never in my life really thought about it. I, not even a conscious thought of any kind about, you know, um, and I guess that's, that's kind of the invincibility of youth. Um, and and you're right. I think that the snottiness comes from that. You know, it comes from the sense of of just just undeserved invulnerability <laughs> that we all think we have through a certain age. And and I think the conservative mindset that you're talking about um, is as much about being more cautious as it is about being conservative. Because I don't necessarily think I'm more conservative. I think I'm a pretty liberal guy, but I'm definitely more careful. You know what I mean? Like I I, I know. Like it, it, there's that statistic out there that says that if you don't skydive by the time you're like 35, you'll never do it. Um, which you know, for the most part, I assume is true. Um, but I don't think it speaks to people being more afraid. I think it speaks to people knowing the value of things. You know, understanding the value of things like like your life and your health and your friendships and things like that. Well, it's not just realizing the value; it's also realizing uh, the repetitive patterns. You know, for example. I'm not going to run in the kitchen wearing socks ever again because the last time I did it, I slid and I fell and I hurt my hip for three days. You know, you do that two or three times over the course of 10, 15 years and it becomes this thing. I never run in socks. And that's kind of part of what, you know, this experience accumulating as you age, it starts to define what you believe, not by choice, but literally by accumulation of experience um you know we that's why it's really hard to change older people's minds it's not because you know they're bad or wrong people it's literally because as human beings we overestimate our own experience we overestimate our own data you know if it happened to me and it happened to people i know therefore it must be true and it must happen to everybody and it it that's why t- people tend to be more conservative is because conservative views, and then this is not a pol- political con- 